Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. You're not going to get incomplete with me. Come on, y'all. 
My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Every promise of God is yes and amen. So if God said it, yes, it's going to happen. It's going to manifest. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to do things that he didn't. He's going to do exactly what he promised in exactly the right timing at just the right moment. My God. Your consistency in faith is going to produce something. Thank you, Lord God. We believe it. If you said it, we believe it. If you said it, we believe it. If you said it. Will you type that this morning? If you said it, I believe it. If you said it. Come on now, will you just type it? If you said it. I believe it, if you said it, if you said it, I believe it, if you said it, oh my God, I am who you say I am, I am who you say I am, I am if you say I am, if you said I'm healed, oh my God, if you said I'm healed. If you said I'm healed, if you said I'm healed, if you said I'm healed, if you said I'm worthy, if you said I'm worthy, my God, my God, my God, if you said it, I believe it, my God, my God, if you called me to it. If you declared it about me, if you said I'm the righteousness of God, if you said it, I believe it. If you said it, I believe it. You wouldn't have said it if you had meant it. If you said it, I believe it. If you said it, I believe it. Because every promise of yours is yes and amen. My God. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I need you to get a mental image of what he's saying. He called you worthy. He called you healed. My God, you are the redeemed of the Lord. You are his righteousness. You are his workmanship. My God. You're not a waste of time. My God, you're not a waste of resources. My God. If you said it, I believe it. Because you're a man of your word. <laughs> you're a man. You're a man of your word. You're a man of your word. You're a man of your word. If you said it, if you said it, we believe it. If you said it, we can trust it. My God, we can mark God by his character. My God, the promises of God are yes and amen. My God, he is not people. He is not people. He is not going to go back on what he said. I am who you say I am. Whatever you spoke over me, whatever you declared over me in my mother's womb, whatever you declared over me in my mother's womb, whatever you spoke over me, Lord, when you blew breath, blew breath into my mother's womb, whatever was in your breath about Lakeisha, I receive it. My 
God, you spoke over me. You spoke over me. You talked over me. You pronounced over me. You declared over me. My God, I am who you say I am. My God. My God, I am who you say I am. He blew, when he blew breath into your mother's womb, that wasn't casual. He was blowing purpose. And come on, Holy Spirit. He was blowing vision. And he was fashioning you out. And he was bringing forth your identity. And he was calling you great. And he was calling you marvelous. And he was calling you unique. And he was calling you righteous. And he was setting you apart. And he was calling you special. My God. I am what I am. <laughs> I am what I am. <laughs> and that's all that I am. <laughs> See, um, for some of you who are a little bit younger, I was a huge Popeye fan. And Popeye used to always say something in the cartoon. I am what I am. <laughs> and that's all that I am. <laughs> I am what I am. You ought to type that in the comments. You ought to speak that over your life. You ought to declare, I am what I am, and that's all that I am. And he's called you righteous, and he's called you worthy, my God. And he's called you healed, and he's called you restored, and he's called you redeemed. I am what he says I am. You ought to type that, I am what I am. Come on now, Lynette. I am what I am, Carolyn. I am what I am because he speaks over me. Does not matter what anyone else says. I am what I am. I am who I am. Call me. Who can, why wouldn't you serve a God like this? Why wouldn't you serve this kind of God? This magnificent, powerful. He doesn't speak ill of you. My God, they've been lying on my God. I'm so sick of them lying on him. Making him to be a bad person, making him out like he, no, nah, he spoke over you. He spoke over you. He spoke over you. My God, I am what I am. <laughs> and that's all that I am. I am what I am. And that's all that I am. I am what I am. And that's all that I am. Because he speaks over me. That's, can I tell you something? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. I don't care what you see. I don't care what you see. I don't care how bad your kids are acting. I don't care how horrible your marriage is. I don't care how dysfunctional a circumstance or a situation is. My God, you speak and declare over it. You say what God says. You speak the things that are not being evident. You Speak to it. My God, you speak. There is evidence. Can I tell you that? There is evidence. There is scientific evidence that when you speak and talk to your plants, it produces something in them. So imagine how you spoke and talked to your environment, baby. Come on, Holy Spirit. Imagine how you speak and talk to yourself. If I could get you to change what you say, my God. If I could get you to understand what, what the great I am says. If I could get you to get what he says about you and how he feels towards you and how 
amazing you are. How amazing you are. Wait a minute. What? My God. My God. How amazing you are and how intentional. I am what I am. I am what I am. So if life and death is in the power of the tongues and what you speak is important to plants, how much more are you? How greater are you? My God, I decree and declare from this day forth, you will start commanding your morning. You will start commanding your day. This isn't living a lie. You're speaking a change to your situation. You're speaking a change to your situation. You're speaking. Do you know when I wake up my kids in the morning, I always say, good morning, champ. <laughs> good morning, champ. Good morning, champ. And then I wrote out a list of names for them. And I told them, this is what you call yourself every morning. And Judah, Judah has it to the T. He's, I'm anointed. I'm appointed. I'm king. Like every day you speak over. So every day I talk to them. Every day I talk to them. I speak to them. I speak how they, I see them. I say, good morning, champ. Wake up, champ. It's time for you to get up, champion, because they are champions in my eyes. I'm not calling them anything else. Even when Judah isn't in the best mood, even when you want, now get up, champ. Get up, champ. Get up, champ, because that's how I see them. And I don't want them to be anything other than what I say. I don't call them lazy. Even if they're participating and doing lazy behavior, I do not call them lazy. It don't matter if they look lazy. It don't matter if they acting lazy. It does not matter. I don't describe them according to their behavior. My God, saturate your atmosphere. Change what you're saying about yourself. Look in the mirror in the morning and talk good to yourself. Call yourself what God says. I am what I am. I, I speak to my finances, even if they look in dormant. If I know they come on now, I'm teaching you how to command their morning. See, there are prayer watches. Can I say this, Holy Spirit? I don't want to go. There are prayer watches. There are timings that are in sync with the spirit realm. The time that we're up at 5 a.m., this is a specific prayer watch. When we hit 6 a.m., that's a specific prayer watch. Angelic activity, things are happening during these prayer watches. And so I'm very mindful, very intentional with the words that come out of my mouth. Can I tell you, I've learned to put up a guard over my mouth like nothing else. My God, well, what if you seem too positive? Good. I'd rather you seem way too positive than way too negative. I would rather you seem way too positive than way too negative. I would rather positive. I'm so sick of negativeness. I'm sick of negativeness on Facebook. I'm sick of negative. As a matter of fact, if anything gets stirred up in this house, I tell them in a second, don't bring that strife in my house. When they arguing, because they get into brother arguments and fights. When they in here arguing, hey, Hey, don't bring that strife in my house. Don't bring that mess in my house. Strife can't be in this house. Mess don't get to live here. Figure that out. Whatever it is y'all got going on between y'all, figure out what it is and deal with it. And I promise you, within five to six, seven minutes, they back in each other's face, loving on each other. The rules in this house, strife can't exist here. Oh, my God. The rules in this house, worry can't exist here. My God. The rules in this house, dissension can't exist here. The rules in this house, 
contentions can't exist here. That's the rules. These, these rules in this house. Don't bring this mess in my house. Don't bring it before my eyes. That is not conducive to kingdom. And if it is not conducive to kingdom, guess what? It can't live here. Low self-esteem can't live here. When we feeling, when they feeling a little bit insecure, when they feeling a little bit overwhelmed, no, low self-esteem don't live here. Insecurity don't live here. It don't belong in this house. It's not conducive to growth. The rules in, the rules in my house, the rules, they said, you got to set rules in your house. You got to set guidelines for your house. You got to say, this is, you got to establish it in the atmosphere. And yeah, come on, Chris, as for me and my house, we're going to say, look, so I want to talk to you about how important you are for God. That's not even where I intended to go. I guess that's where we're going to go today. For Psalms 8 and 48. This is how important you are to God. The enemy has lied to you so long, making you think that you are not important to God. I hear y'all keep testing. Doubt can't live here. Fear can't live here. Keep testifying it. Keep typing it. Keep saying it. My God. This is how important you are to God. This is recognized in the word of God. The enemy has lied to you so long to make you think that you are not important to God. You are so important to God. My God, God feels a certain way about you. God sees you. God knows you. God loves you. My God, when God blew breath into your mother's body, it was not accidental. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. You have been called to purpose. You are a son and a daughter of God, you are important. You are sealed to the day of redemption. Nothing you do can make God leave or forsake you. My God, in the name of Jesus. So Psalms 8, 4, and 8. This is what art man that thou art mindful of him. These are the angels talking to him. They like, look, what is this? What is this thing you got with man? My God. What is this thing that you have with man? Go over to Genesis. Go back over to Genesis. And I'll tell you this thing that you have, man, man. He created you in your image. How could I despise something that I created in my image? How could I mean ill towards something that I created for my glory? How could I despise something that I made for my pleasure? Come on, y'all, that I made for my pleasure. And so if I made you for my pleasure, whoo, if I made you to do my will, if I made you for my purpose, if I made you for my glory, my God, how can I despise what I made? My God. Psalms 84, 8. It says, what a man that you are mindful for him, mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him. My God. For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Somebody say that this morning. I've been crowned with glory and honor. I've been crowned with glory and and honor. So when he made you and created you, he crowned you with glory and honor. He had a specific intent for you. My God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. You are taking this, this, the scales off our eyes. My God, that you're unclogging our ears so that we may see ourselves and see others as you see us. I've been crowned with Fix your crown, girl. <laughs> Fix your crown, girl. 
I, I, fix your crown, girl. Fix your crown, girl. That's why I know it's important for you to understand your righteousness because your crown is not in things, the things of this world. Your crown is not in the things. Girl, I've been, I've been, fix your crown. My God, you've been crowned with glory. You've been crowned with honor. My God. And he says, you have made him. Ooh, this the this the part that I love. This the part that I'm walking in. My God, this is the final authority that came with us through Jesus Christ. That's why you gotta know who you are. That's why you gotta understand your righteousness. That's got. It's more important for you. Your relation when it says, "Seek you first the kingdom of heaven." And all these other things that will be added unto you. That's why you got to understand who you are in Christ Jesus. So this world can't take from you what God has already said about you. Type it again. I am what I am. Woo! I am what I am. Type it again. I am what I am. <laughs> Say it again. I am what I am. Because this is what God says about you. This is how God feels about you. I am what I am. I am who he says I am. And this world can't take this from me. The world can't take what God gives you. I don't know why we even allow. That's why it's so important for us to learn kingdom. He says, you have made him. This, this angel's this angel, He said, you made him to have dominion. Oh, you were created to have dominion. You were created to have authority. You were created to walk in power. My God. You're, that's why you got to know who you are. That's why you got to know you crowned with glory. That's how, not who you are to this world. Not how this world defines you. Not how this world sees you. Not how this world approves of you. No, I'm not talking. This is a deep. See, I'm trying to resurrect it, the real deep-seated belief system in you. It died inside of you. Who you were died inside of you. When you start seeking this world and seeking after kingdom, remember, go back over to the scriptures, Romans 8. When we live by a life by the spirit, it's alive and active. Well, when we live a life by the flesh, it's death. So who you are, the real you, died in you when you started walking according to the flesh. But his resurrecting power, the life by the spirit, is carving out your true identity. That's why Romans 12 and 2, it says, renew your mind in the word. Renew your mind in the word. Don't be conformed to the things of this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. And so, yeah, come on, y'all declaring over yourself. So he says, you've been made to have dominion. God called you to have dominion. There's a particular place that God carved out for you, for you to have dominion. He said, I'm going to, I made you to have dominion over the works of your hand. My God, that means he made you to have dominion over the works. What? Let's, let's define dominion. Y'all know how I feel about words. Let's define dominion. We're going to get out of here in a minute. My God, let's define dominion. He created you to have dominion. Oh my God. I thank you, Father God, for giving us dominion. Do you know what it means to have dominion? My God, I thank you for dominion. Ruling or controlling 
or power. You own your own property. This is why I'm so big of ownership. This is why I understand God says, oh no man, nothing but to love him, right? Because when you own your own stuff, you have dominion and a power. It's an undoubted right when you have dominion. So when the Lord says you have dominion over the works of your hands, my God, baby, that means you're a producer. You were called to produce something. You were called to be something. You are something. Why? I am what I said, what he says I am. You need to type that again. I am what I am. I am who he says I am. He says, you have put all things. That ought to be your liberation today. That ought to be your freedom today. My God, you have put all things. Somebody type that, all things. You have put all things all things. My God, you have put all things under his feet. My God, that means no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That means no weapon. My God, Father God, I thank you for this. My God, if you, my God, I thank you for this, Father. All things under his feet. All things. You have put all things under your feet. That's why Jesus said to us in the scripture, if you come in my name, because the authority that's been given to you has been given to you in Jesus Christ. That's why he said, if you come in my name, my name speaks volumes over any other name. My name speaks volumes. Oh, just find that scripture for me. My name speaks volumes over trouble. My name speaks volumes over situations. My name speaks volumes over sickness. My name speaks volumes over disease. My name speaks volumes. That's what Jesus was telling us when he said that. I, my name speaks volumes over any circumstance. The problem is we usually try to come in our name. I said, I told you. That's, that's the whole problem. We usually try to come in our name. We usually try to come on our authority. As a matter of fact, the scripture said, do not even brag that you cast out demons. My God, be more, be, be more joyous in the fact that your name is written in the Lamb book of life. Come on, y'all. So when he says he's put all things under our feet, that ain't some things. That's all things. We just been coming in the wrong authority. I said, you need to do what I say. And this is how I feel. No, there's a name greater than your name. There's a name greater than your name. So when he says, I put all things under your feet, that means I have authority in the name of Jesus. So when I speak to the mountain and tell the mountain to move, the mountain of lack, the mountain of doubt, the mountain of fear, the mountain of worry, the mountain of shame, the mountain of distrust, my God, the mountain of sickness, the mountain of poverty. When I speak to the mountain and tell it to move, I'm speaking to the mountain in Jesus' name, not in my authority. My name don't carry no weight. It's his name. It's his righteousness. It's him in me. My God. So it's made him to have, have that's why some stuff ain't moved yet. Because you still been trying to take authority of it. I felt that in my spirit. You still been trying to emotionally make it move. You still been trying to emotionally make it happen. You still been feeling your own self. You still a little haughty. You still a little prideful. You been trying to move stuff in your own mess. And your name don't have that kind of weight. My God. Your name don't have that kind of, You weren't meant to have that kind of weight. If you had that kind of weight, then you wouldn't have need for Jesus. Come on now. My God. He says, in my name, in my name, it's what everything under 
everything in my name. That's why I said, you speak to the mountain in my name. You speak to the mountain in my name. First Corinthians 15, 27, for he has put everything under his feet. This is what I love. He says, you have put all things under his feet, all sheep, oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea. Everything that passes through the past of the seas. We were created to have dominion. We were created to have authority. Well, you cannot rule and reign if you don't know who you are. You cannot rule and reign if you don't know whose you are. You cannot rule and reign and walk in your final authority when you don't consider that you were made in the image of the Father, when you still sit around and believe the lies of man, believe the lies of this world, when you still take into consideration what people said, when people are not the final authority, what our man that thou art mindful of them, and the son of the man that you visit him, for you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and with honor my god my god i am what i am because of who he says i am he has given us great authority in christ jesus so you ain't gotta be puffed up you ain't gotta be moved by what you see you ain't gotta be overwhelmed you ain't gotta be consumed why because you are what god and who god says you are my god father god we did this so out of father god in the name of jesus i thank you that we receive who you say we are my god my god i thank you that we receive who you say we are i drive out every force of darkness I cancel every assignment of the enemy off our lives. Just close your eyes for a second. Just close your eyes unless you're driving. Just close your eyes for just a second. Don't worry about what you're typing. Don't worry about comment right now. Just close your eyes for a second. Father God, I thank you that you are giving us a mental image of who we are right now in Christ Jesus. Burn the vision in our hearts, Lord God, so that we will not live under a skewed perspective, Father God. Open our eyes to see, my God. Unclog our hearts, Holy Spirit, so that we may live and live abundantly, Father God. You say, he who the Son set free is free indeed. So we thank you, Father God, for your resurrecting power being evident today in our life. We thank you that you are loosing the chains. You are loosing the bondage right now as we speak. We drive out disappointment, the, the, the residue of disappointment, thinking that we're not going to finish our course. We drive that out right now in the name of Jesus. We cancel the assignment of anxiety off our lives right now in the name of Jesus. We close the door to fear today right now in the name of Jesus. We cancel the assignments of worry off our lives right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we will trust you. We will walk by faith. We unpluck, my God, the thoughts 
and the images from our heads that has left us feeling unworthy. My God, that has left us feeling unworthy. We pull and pluck those roots up right now in the name of Jesus. We sever the cord of every negative word that has ever been spoken over us right now in the name of Jesus. We drive out every force of darkness that has ever lied to us right now in the name of Jesus. We cancel the assignment of the enemy of our past from speaking over us right now in the name of Jesus. We are no longer going to be worried about what they said right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, your word is building us up. Your truth is building us up. We see ourselves according to your word. Your word becomes the standard for our lives. Your word becomes the standard for our thoughts. My God, your word is dividing, plucking up, pulling out anything that remains in us that is not like you. We drive out every force of darkness, every spirit of entanglement. We cancel the cord and cut the cords and sever the ties of every ungodly relationship from our lives right now in the name of Jesus. Woman of God, you will not, can I say this Holy Spirit? Woman of God, you will not return to his bed again. My God, you know, I'm speaking by the spirit. You know, that's not a healthy relationship. You know, that relationship is not good. Every time you leave him, you feel lower and less. I cancel that assignment off your life. I, I sever the cord of that stronghold off your life right now. In the name of Jesus, my God, you were there last night. You will not be entangled in that web. You will not be entangled in that deceit. That is not the man God has for you. God is preparing something. One. God calls you beautiful. God calls you special. God calls you love. And you are greater than one moment. Oh, you are greater than then one moment. So I decree and declare freedom over you today in Jesus name. Amen. Can we worship the Lord? Father God, we thank you. Father God, we bless you. Thank you, Father God, for even bringing us up out of hard places, difficult places, difficult relationships, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for giving us freedom today in Jesus name. And that which has had us bound. We are being set free today in Jesus name. It's not that you don't love God. It's, that's not been your problem. It's not a love issue. It's not that you don't love God. This has just been something holding on to you. It's been something entangling you. It has just been something entrapping you. And the assignment of the enemy, y'all know, like um, if your kids are watching, Lord help me. Um, but they'll, they'll be okay. Um, the assignment of the enemy is always to take you back to a place to make you feel unworthy over and over again. So whenever you're in a place where you feel unworthy over and over again, it's just building up a deeper root in you so that your work, your unworthiness diminishes again and again. And it could not be, it can be beyond sex. It could be alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be certain friends in your life. I'm just being, I just gotta, I just gotta obey God right now. I just gotta obey God. And so when that's, that's his process, he'll keep bringing you back to a place 
So every time you leave that place, you leave with the same unworthy feelings. Well, as long as you still walk in unworthiness, you will not walk in your righteousness because you have left your worth at the bed. You have left your worth at alcohol. You have left your work in the worth in the drugs. That is where you left your work. Well, the enemy loves for us because we operate in seasons and cycles, right? We determine cycles, right? Our life operates in seasons. And then whether or not how what we do determines a cycle in our life. And so it's, it's not unusual for us to return to food, vices, whatever it is and that, that we think is healing us. But in fact, the assignment of the enemy is to bring you back. I'm going to give you what the scripture says. Um, and I, I quote this often. Um, the, the assignment or the cycle of the enemy is to drive you back to the same place at the same time so that it can bring you. That's exactly what I'm about to quote, mama, um, so that it can bring you back. Into when you're in a cyclic state, right? When you're in a same cycle, bringing you back to the same place, bringing you back to, and that's a strong goal. It's hard. It's 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 hard. It's so hard, especially if tragedy happens. Especially if you can't recognize the things that make you go here. If you can't understand the root of it, I did a teaching on the root work. If you haven't done the root work in your life, you'll keep you'll do the same thing. Sometimes it'll just be with different people, or you'll keep cycling back to the same thoughts, um, or you'll keep in a same pattern or structure. Complacency operates the same way, and a lot of it has to deal with your self worth, how you really, really feel by yourself. Well, he who the sun sets free is free indeed, right? He who is the sun is set free, and because we assigned our self worth to external things. We assign successes of self-worth to external things. It's so easy for us to keep returning to the same place at the same time during the same time time of year and, 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 and for real and not really dealing with it. That's why I always tell people when people have come out of situations recently and they're always like, oh, I'm good. You're, you're not good because the root work takes deep. It takes time. There was something it took me almost a year and a half after it was broken off my life, it was. It took me almost a year and a half to walk in the freedom. I'm just going to be real. After it was broken off my life, it still took me a year and a half to walk in the freedom because there's layers. We're saturated in layers. We're, we're saturated. And because um, this world has taught us importance, because we don't see importance the way God sees importance, being important is um, a stronghold, right? Because it does take time. It takes time. It takes time. Everything is in layers. It takes time. Um, that Can I say this, Holy Spirit? Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, that's why when I'm dealing with people who have not been single long enough, um, usually we give ourselves a little bit of time. Like, we give ourselves a little bit of time, and we think because we're free for a few months, um, then, oh, I'm good. You know, I'm good being by myself, Right. You are good being by yourself until the enemy presents someone to you who looks, not is, who looks like he's your person, right? Then that's what's going to determine how you respond to that person is going to determine what's going to happen in your life next. I'm just being honest. 
how I respond to this person, my response to this person. If I respond patiently, if I respond in a position where I'm very prayerfully, then that lets me know I may be in a different cycle. But if I respond to this person as I've responded to everybody else in the past, then I'm probably in the same cycle. I'm probably in the same thinking. And so it takes, if you're a divorcee, when people get a divorce, I really feel like you need like two years off. Um, so that you can be rebuilt to bed. Two years, no dating. Two years, no seeing anybody. If you've been in, can I say this, Holy Spirit? I don't know why we're going here. We ended here. Um, um, yes. Um, if you've been sexually active, we, we, for those of y'all that are new to the devotional, we deal with real stuff on here. If you've been sexually active, um, you need, my, my mentor says six years. I say a year and a half to two years off by yourself. You really need to be celibate. I'm sorry. That's the truth. But you definitely need a couple of years in be between relationships before you go get involved in another relationship so that you can really determine how free you are. Right? I'm just saying it's the same thing. Same thing if you alcohol, drug use, all this other stuff. And then you can't go, you can't cycle back or go back into the same places that you've been in be before, until you are healed. You can't put yourself in the same surroundings. You can't connect yourself to the same people. And, and the what the devil, remember, he loves to track and trace us. He loves to track and trace our patterns. He loves to track and trace us in the spirit realm, right? He loves to look at our cycles and how we um, we do this, right? And so once he starts watching our pattern and our cycles, he will present something to us that looks like God, but is not of God. It's not, 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 a, it's not of God. And it's not that you're trying. It's not that you're trying. It's this has been your pattern and your, this has been your pattern and your way of living and doing things so long. So the scripture that I was going to give you is Proverbs 26 and 11. It says, as a dog returns to the, its vomit, so a fool repeats its folly. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats its folly. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for him than for a fool. <laughs> there is more hope for him and for, for a fool. So I, I, I will return to, I will repeat my own mistakes. I will stay in the same position. I will continue on the same path because most of, the of us do, do not recognize the cycles that we are in. We don't even know why we're cycling back to the same place. We don't even understand why we cycle back to the same relationships. Why we leave one group of friends to go to the same group of friends. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Now we leave one group of friends to go to that a different group, but the same kind of friends. My God. Um, that's it. That's it. So take the word given to you today. Let the word work in you today. Renew your mind in the word so that you can walk into the, the, the fullness of who you are in Christ Jesus. I am going to say this again. I said this recently to the ministry team. There is layers. I got to give you a scripture too. I hear you, Lord. There are layers in... There are layers. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. I'm going to give you this and then we're going to get out. There are layers to healing. Um, trauma is real. <laughs> trauma is so real. Damage is so done. Cycles, culture, all of this um, are factors in who you are. I don't care. I don't care. That's why I'm always, 
Like, that's why I teach, can I say the Holy Spirit? That's why I teach with personal conviction. Um, the reason I teach with personal conviction, because this is personal. That's why I don't mind sharing parts of my testimony that the Lord allows me to share. Because the word should be a, bring you to a place of, not a, y'all don't do this. Um, I don't need to do this. And I don't need to assume that I'm not doing this. I need to let the word show me whether or not I'm doing this. I need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to see how this is for me, not for everybody else. And I don't assume when I come before God that I know what he's going to tell me. That's haughtiness. That's pride, right? That's haughtiness, right? Well, when I receive my new nature and my righteousness, I understand patiently that there are some things that have to be worked out inside of me. Philippians 1 and 6 said he's going to complete these things in his due time and his due season. So then we, the, the, that's good. That's good, Christina. The renewing phase takes time. The renewing phase takes time. I'm going to say this again. The renewing phase takes time. Do not let the devil fool you and make you get up in the morning and you, you were in trauma today and you get up in the morning and you're like, oh, it's all good. It's wiped away. There is a pressure spot in which it will push the rest of what's out of you. That's the perseverance. That's the working of endurance. That's the trying of your faith. That's all the tests. The tests have to come to prove where you are, right? So if you feel like if you came out, can I say the Holy Spirit? Yeah, because that's destructive. If you came out a season of something where the pressure was intense and the pressure was great and you're like, oh, all things are good. No, there is coming a test and a trying of your faith. There's going to come a test and a trying of your faith to determine whether or not you really are. That's going to come to a test in your marriage. It's going to come a test between you and your children. That's going. I've seen it too much. I've seen it. I've seen it too much in my own life. I've seen it in dealing in relationships. That's going to come a test to see if, in fact, the things that you say you are, the things that you say you're doing, the things that you say you believe, there's going to come a test in, in which it proves whether or not you really, truly believe this. Right. So I want to give you the scripture um, because cycles and all of this, this, I hear you. Right. I hear you. This is number first Timothy four and 14. It says, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given you through the prophecy spoken over you at the laying on the hands of the elders. Right. Be diligent in these matters and absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident in all. You are all born with the gift. <laughs> right. The assignment of the enemy is to keep you in a cycle so you neglect and will not spend the time you need nurturing your gift, coming into the fullness of who God says you are. That's the whole assignment. He wants you to neglect your gift. He wants you to be absorbed in other things outside of your gift outside of your assignment he does not want you to understand that's what all the distractions have been about that's what all the confusion has been about that is that's what all that's all that's what all of the things have been about right because so that you can neglect your gift so that you can neglect your kingdom assignment so you won't get in position that's what all all of, from your finances to your health to your marriage, to your relationships. The assignment has been so you will neglect the gift. You are all born with a gift. It is to deter you and get you off track 
so that you cannot walk into the fullness of who you are called to be. So if I keep you in a cycle or I keep you in the same cycle or I keep you with this same assignment and you never understand who you are because of moments. We live in moments when really our life all works together, right? I keep in the same pattern. I keep doing the same thing. I keep the same type of prayer life. I keep the same worry cycle, the same weary cycle. All of these things, I will stand and continue to be in the same cycle because cycles of craziness produce weariness. Cycles of craziness, cycles of extreme behavior, cycles of worry, cycles of whatever it is, it produces weariness. When you are weary, you are going to not nurture and pay attention. You're going to neglect the gift. You're going to ne neglect what God is trying to do to you. And you're going to put more time and emphasis on the external things around you. You are. You're going to put more at time. You're going to put more time and attention on those instead of spending time on the gift that's inside of you and nurturing the gift. You're going to put more time on your family marriage. You're going to put more time towards your your kids that's just acting up. You're going to put more time into what they said. You're going to put more time trying to prove to people you're worth it and you're worthy, right? You're going to put way more time and emphasis on those things, trying to fix those things when only God fixed those things. That's a cycle. You'll be in a cycle of trying to fix what only God can do. Not understanding your job is making sure you're nurturing the gift. Your job is making sure you're seeking first the kingdom of heaven. Your, your job, your job is to be mindful of him and for God to get the glory out of your life. So Father God, Holy Spirit, teach us how not to neglect our gift. Holy Spirit, rise up inside of us. My God. So that we can walk into the fullness of who we've been called to be in Christ Jesus. Holy Spirit, help us to put our mind on things above. Help us to be focused on the truth and not a truth, Lord God. Remove the scales off our, off our eyes in Jesus' name. So let me say this as well. That will also cause you, can I say this, to neglect, neglect the gifts around you neglect the gifts in other people to despise um the gift in other people it's, it's it's twofold on this and we need to make sure we're not despising the gift in other people as well because we'll begin to take those connected to us um that that are gifts to us as well because your gift is to be a gift that are gifts to us as well we'll begin to ne neglect them as well we'll neglect ourselves and we'll neglect the people that are connected to us as well holy spirit help us to not neglect our gifts help us not to despise the gift in others my god help us to be mindful of you in all things in jesus name amen we will crystal we'll start neglecting and despising the gifts in others as well um and we won't give honor where honor is due so i love y'all we're done we're done for today let me give you a few things tonight ladies bible study we, i don't have the book we got a whole new book we're going into um, breaking the habit of worry if you're not a part of the ladies bible study group go become a part of the ladies bible stuff group second thing we are YouTube Live today. 
I want to scream. God gave me a strategy. I have been wanting to stream YouTube live. Well, to stream YouTube live, you have to have like a thousand people following your YouTube channel. And I don't have a thousand people on my YouTube channel, right? But God gave me a strategy because I also like to do things and they look right. God gave me a strategy for YouTube Live. So for those of you who have been in position in place where you want to take a break from Facebook Live and Instagram, your social media break, we are now YouTube. Hey YouTube, we are now YouTube Live. We ran our first YouTube Live session this morning. So for those of you who want to take the break, you can take the break now. We are now YouTube Live. I'm super, super excited about what God is doing. I'm super, super excited about what God is doing and how he's developing. Third thing, if you missed the workshop last night, I'm not, I'm going to brag on God for just a second. If you missed the workshop last night, oh, I'm so sorry. How to Receive Your Vision was so good. And I got immediate confirmation. One of the guys emailed me and said, thank you for this. As soon as we got off, I got immediate confirmation of what you were saying. She said immediate, immediate confirmation of what you were saying. And she felt the confidence that she needed to walk in her business. So anytime the Lord leads me to do a free workshop, be there, be there, be there, be there. It's not for me. It's for you. Be there. Like just be there. Get there. Let the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit use this moment. Don't despise it. I promise you. Don't despise it. I promise you. I promise you. It was so, so good. It is not available. It is not. It's not available. It's not available. Just make sure you're there because God is trying to do a greater work in you. It's not about Lakeisha. I am here to make Jesus famous. I promise y'all this is not about me. So make sure you're there. I love you. God loves you. Two more things. If God places it in your heart to partner with this ministry, to sow with this ministry, go over to the website, click the donate button. You can find all the ways out, what we do with our money, how we serve our community. You can find all that out. Click the donate button. You can give there. You can also cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. If you want to book me, you can email info at justbeinglmj.com. And I'll come talking your Bible studies, your women group, all that other stuff. Book me over there. Oh, my God. But if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I need you right now to make this moment. Dear Jesus, woo, he is so real. He is so real. The only reason I know who I am is because how real Jesus is. He is so real. He took me, wrapped me up in his arms, and transformed me. Not overnight, but he transformed me. So I need you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus. I know I have sinned against you. Whew. I'm sorry for my sins. I am in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to help me best as I can. I promise to love you best as I can. In Jesus' name, amen. If I oh, thank y'all for all of that. If you pray that prayer, Send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com so we can nurture you, so we can continue to disciple you. I love you. God loves you. I'm going to say that again. I love you. God loves you. You are what God says you are. You ought to type that before we go today. I am what God says I am. I am what I am. Stop trying to, t t to convince people who you are. 
Just live in it. Don't, I don't make in the name of Jesus. I cancel that assignment off your life. That after today, after this moment, that you will never again try to convince people who you are. You will just live in it. You will just flow in it. You will just breathe in it. You will just eat it up. Never again will you try to convince anyone else who you are. You are who God says you are. <laughs> I am what God says I am. You are what God says you are in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll see y'all back in the morning. I'll see my ladies tonight. Ladies Bible study. For, my God, I'm so excited. Ladies Bible study tonight. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I am what he says I am. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.